We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 76. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Barry 360 edition. And I'm sure you're wondering maybe why I said Barry 360. Not me. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. Sure. <laughs> yeah, this is the strangest system I've ever seen in my life. And they tagged it in uh, southeast Missouri as a low pressure system. And that thing went southeast through Tennessee, through Georgia. And once it got off south, off the coast of Florida, it started generating into this tropical depression, then tropical storm. And then it headed over towards Louisiana. And once it got to Louisiana, it wanted to head north. And it became a brief hurricane. I mean, maybe an hour, two hours. I mean, it wasn't... I mean, it, it it didn't stay that long. I mean, it was like 70 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden, bam, it went up to 75, and it that's a hurricane? It was officially still a hurricane when it hit land. When it hit land, okay. So it hurricaned very shortly before landfall. See, that's bizarre. That is so bizarre. But once it hit uh, New Orleans as a minimal hurricane, it went north, and it is it had... Yeah, headed through Louisiana, and it's in Arkansas, and we are recording this on Monday evening, July 15th. I had to swallow there. <clears throat> You're eating M&Ms, and I can't even talk, <laughs> but it's uh, around Marshall, Arkansas right now, and it's headed up north in the northeast, and it's going to make a complete circle. It's going to end up almost back in southeast Missouri, and that's why we called this Barry 360. It made a complete, almost circle, and all the way back. It's That's almost insane. Unheard of when you have a low pressure system inland and it goes out, becomes a hurricane, and comes back. But yeah, it's not the only time it's happened. This has happened. This is the third hurricane that this has happened. We had one in the 60s that did that, and one in the 80s that did that. Oh, really? And and, and none of them were really. Uh, major hurricanes because when they circle like that they don't have a lot of time over the water yeah yeah they got to sit out there and really brew to be a big hurricane but this is the third storm to do this so i thought that was interesting do you remember the other two i have to look up the names uh but it was in the 60s and the 80s they weren't any oh uh, a long time ago yeah okay not not recently but uh like i said they weren't like retired names or or any storm you would remember because they weren't damaging huge storms they weren't any any. yeah yeah because i mean when when they become major and do catastrophic damage like katrina and stuff that's when they retire the name right uh but you get a little name like this barry yeah it's gonna come up do whatever and honestly tonight uh, well actually all day today we've had just on and off showers and that really fine small raindrop tropical it's a very small raindrop they're very close together and you will get soaked. It doesn't yeah. look like you're going to get soaked when you step outside. But I turned on my windshield wipers and water just went flying. I mean, I, I was surprised how much water was on the van. At first, it was just a t- there was tiny little raindrops. But, you know, yeah, that's it, how it is. And that's the thing. It, it, they're so close together is, is, is in these little showers. If you look at radar, I call it radar acne. It's just little dots of showers rotating around this huge system. And it, it's just amazing. Well, it's fascinating. I think. I mean, I I like tropical systems. I, I think they're, mm-hmm. I think they're they're my most favorite uh, weather phenomenon because you know this is Missouri. We don't get a whole lot up here, right? But uh, like I said, the rain is cool and the cloud the clouds are really cool. I mean, just, oh. you know, 
all kinds of different shapes and sizes and I gray. did a time lapse today. So oh, yeah. I'm putting music to it. So we'll I'll probably upload it tomorrow. But it was the most incredible thing. I'll I'll give a little spoiler of it or whatever. Um you know, of course, my camera is aimed to the north, so the clouds were going kind of from the east to the west, and then all of a sudden, the atmosphere got stirred up, and there was some front or boundary coming through, and all of a sudden, the clouds switched direction, which was weird. They were starting Odd. to go towards the southwest or southeast, and then, you know, it rained a little bit, and then it came back out, and I mean, it it was just crazy. And so I'm I'm getting some really cool music to, uh, to okay. put on that thing. You said the word crazy. Yes. Well, I may be crazy because I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. What's that? Do you remember last week? It may have been a day you went to Springfield. Uh, we had some storms come through. We had a severe thunderstorm warning for Stone and Taney County. Uh, Branson was just right outside of it. Mm-hmm. It was just three or four days ago. The day the cold front came through and the humidity went bye-bye. Well, the night before, or what? No, it was that night. I slept with my windows open. I slept with the attic fan on. It wasn't raining overnight, but but there was still some uh, moisture out in the atmosphere. Okay, really damp, and yeah. <sighs> so I have my attic fan on, and I have an end table sitting. Inside my living room uh, window, where the and that window was open, okay, and my attic fan was on. Well, a few hours later, I realized the floor and that whole end table, which is a stone-topped tile end table, okay, was just soaking wet. Oh no! But it wasn't raining in. Somehow it was. Sucking in some moisture somehow through oh. my screen, and it was just planting itself. It was condensing once it hit right. your, your stone table. Wow. Right. The floor was wet, too. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. All right. I go to bed. I wake up the next morning, and the table is covered in big chunks of salt. Oh, now that's weird. It's still there, and I should have taken a picture. I even tasted it to make sure it was salt, and it's definitely salt. And it's not like table salt, not salt you can buy, because it's huge deposits on my table everywhere that it got wet. No way. I I didn't know what to think about that. I don't have an explanation I for that. I should have, I should have taken a you picture. Le- you left the it's, attic fan on. It's still on. there. I, I didn't take the salt off. It's still there. I should, I should have taken a picture. And take put a it picture. On, put it yeah. on Facebook. But, uh, yeah. I thought that we, was... we can ask our meteorologist friends. We've got, we got to ask and Mike. It was, and it was pure salt, like salt water that you would go swimming in, and then you boil the, the water away and, and leave the salt. That's what it yeah. looked like. Desalinate, uh, salinate. Yeah. 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 How weird. So... I couldn't figure that out and why, why it would be like that. But I th- Okay, I have a theory. I think while you were asleep, one of your kids came in and put a salt shaker on there and kind of. It wasn't table salt. Didn't look like table salt. <laughs> Didn't look like any type of salt you could buy. Well, I it don't... was actually pretty good sized deposits. Uh, some of them are cubed crystals, and some of okay. them are flat. It was just the weirdest thing. Boy, I don't have any explanation for that. It's never happened before. So, if anybody, if our listeners to the podcast have any clue what happened. Please message us and let us know, because I that just doesn't make any sense. Because rainwater is fresh water. Technically, is fresh water unless you get that, um, you know, the acid rain. You know, if mm-hmm. it mixes with a volcano, well, there's been no volcano, so it can't be. Well, acid I tasted rain. it, and it was definitely the saltiest salt you'd ever, you'd ever taste. Well, now you don't have to go to the store and buy uh, some Morton That's salt right. anymore. I'm going <laughs> to try that again. Actually, I'm going to try it some more and see if I can get that to happen. Again, that really is the strangest thing I've yeah. ever heard in my life. I could, I could be making my own salt from here on out. Yeah, it stormed our weather salt. There you go. I know. <laughs> anyway, that was my crazy story. I just didn't know what to think about that. I, I like I said, I don't have any clue. Hmm. I mean, unless somebody sweated on the tape. I mean, I, no, I that can't be it. I have no idea. 
don't know. But during Corey's story, what you probably heard is a little coaching from our special guest, which we have back with us today. We have Shara Taylor. So, Shara, welcome. Thank you for having me again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a crazy podcast. <laughs> Do you have any clue? What, she, she this thought salt? it was sugar. Okay, so our kids were eating those, what are they called? Sour punch strings. I have it's no candy, idea. and it's got like this crystallized sugar on the outside, it and they had been eating a whole package of those right there in that chair. So I swear it's just the baby that dumped the sugar all over the table. But you it's, said it was salt. Definitely salt. Saltiest but, you know, salt you can ever. It's he's like not all there. All that swimming in the ocean. That, but I did notice. Bizarre. I made him shut the windows though, because he had opened the windows that day because it was cool outside it wasn't mm-hmm. super hot but it, but wasn't it was raining. making it wasn't raining at all yeah but it was making it so muggy in the house like just walking across the the wood floor like it was wet like my feet were getting wet just walking i'm like this isn't gross you've got to shut the windows and turn the air back on well now, now the moisture i can explain that's really right. easy but the salt i can't you know because your house is always going to be less humid than the outside air. So and I should mention that the table didn't have just moisture on it. It had puddles on it of water. That's yeah, it did weird. bring in a lot of moisture. Maybe your weird. house is haunted. Have you ever thought Could about be. that? Could be. No telling. No telling. <laughs> well, let's get back to Barry that, uh, because Barry is influencing us as of tonight, and it's going to kick around um, till tomorrow. I mean, the, the, the showers, they pretty much kind of lowered did you see that they dropped the flash flood watch for west plains i i i kind of wondered why it was issued in the first place well i mean they were just guessing i mean models were were actually saying that thing was going to come up and and go through south central missouri where two to five inches of rain were possible that was a few days ago which kind of makes sense but then barry just kind of rained itself out i mean there's still showers going around everywhere but there's really not much that moisture left. So they dropped the uh, flash flood watch for that. And we're just getting hit and miss spot showers around Branson. And that's going to continue. The The low is going to continue to move up into south central Missouri. And you've got that counterclockwise spin. I mean, it's not it's not even a depression. It's just a low pressure system at this point. I would um, have to say it stayed a tropical storm longer than I thought it would. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it, it was way up into uh, Louisiana northern louisiana it was still considered a tropical storm yeah it was almost to the border of arkansas yeah. at that point yeah. yeah and then finally went to a tropical depression but you know all the forecasters and the national hurricane center was always they've said this from day one this storm is so lopsided there was all this rain on the eastern quadrant and there wasn't any rain to speak of on the west side and you know i never saw an eye on the um radar or the satellite well, it wasn't out in the ocean long enough for that yeah but it did achieve hurricane status yeah. so that's you would think uh, if it hurricane it might kind of develop an eye i mean the center circulation of course but i guess because it was so lopsided and the rain was on all the other sides i'm looking at a loop right now and i would say the center of the low is fairly close to us uh well i looked at that now you got to look at like counting over so well okay this is something really strange going on tonight, and I did text our meteorologist buddy, Mike Griffin. Hopefully, he will text us back before the end of the podcast, but there is uh, there's something going on. I mean, if you look at the Little Rock radar and look at right around Marshall, that's actually where it's spinning right now, just maybe north of, of Marshall, but there seems to be some kind of trough between like Branson and Springfield, and you've got precipitation going west to northwest around Barrie, but you've also got another section of it that's west of Springfield that's headed to the south and southeast. There's something going on there, and I can't explain it. So that's a little trough between uh, Lead Hill and Marshfield. It's not really moving as much as everything else. Yeah, everything is just, just spinning and twirling, and... I couldn't figure it out, but I really had to hone in on Marshall, Arkansas. And if you look at Marshall or right north of Marshall, you really can kind of see, especially if you look in precipitation depiction mode, you can kind of see where that center is. And it it is headed into uh, south central Missouri. And I've, I'm wondering if these things can maybe phase. That's probably what's what it's doing. It's phasing right now, just kind of 
you know, you got other stuff coming from the northwest. You've got all these different wind directions going, and uh, Barry is decreasing, and it's just going to kind of wash out eventually. So that's that's the only thing I can think of uh, that it's kind of phasing with the trough. Um, and I I agree. I mean, stuff. It looks like it's around you know Christian County, Ozark County, Taney County, right around there. It's just bizarre. Well, Ozark, I got stuff moving. To the east, yeah. In Stone County, I have stuff moving to the west. I, I know, and that's that's our border county. So, yeah, pretty cool. So, and when I plop this um, time lapse I did today, it, you're gonna love it. I'll probably show you before uh, before you guys leave. But uh, it, yeah, it it was so bizarre. <laughs> but the good thing about all of this is this with these tropical systems, it's keeping the temperature down. We've had temperature. Uh, did it ever get to 80 today? No, I think we were like 70s. Just beautiful. Mid, mid 70s. Uh, moist, you know, with the occasional showers and the cool clouds. But, uh, you know, that's all going to change. Um, and also, we've had a, a question about this. I mean, when you see these tropical systems just starting to develop, they're called an invest. And you see invest 92L and... It's like, what does that mean? I've I've always wondered that. So I did some research on it, and you won't believe this. It's really interesting <laughs> to me. So let's get into invest. Now, in, 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 an invest is something that, that they're watching that could develop into a tropical depression. So technically, what it says here, invest is defined as an investigative area. Isn't that cool? It's Makes an invest. Sense. Yeah. It's also called called an area of interest. Now, here's the cool thing that you're going to love. Invests are numbered 90 to 99 with a suffix, which is a letter. But the numbers are rotated within the system and are reused as necessary. So the next invest after 99 would be 90. They just keep cycling 90 okay. to 99 and back in as new invests come in. This is bizarre, too. This, these are the suffixes. If you have an L after it, like invest 92L, L means Northern Atlantic. E means Northeast Pacific. Huh. C means North Central Pacific. So you can have an invest 95C, and it'll be in the, the North Central Pacific. Uh, and here's a list of other ones. Now, don't ask me why these they decided this. Some of them make sense, some of them don't. A W is the Northwest Pacific. B is the North Indian Ocean with the Bay of Bengal. Bengal, I guess. Bengal. Uh, that's B. A is the North Indian Ocean with the Arabian Sea. S is Southwest Indian Ocean and the Australian region. P is the Australian region and South Pacific. And Q is the South Atlantic. Now, I wonder why they didn't do an invest 92M for the Gulf of Mexico. Well, yeah, I, I, exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing. I yeah. printed this off. I just wanted to read this. That's but yeah, pretty cool. It, it's bizarre. And I, I looked at National Weather Service and Wikipedia and stuff. There's a lot, an investigative area with the number. Okay, so if you're in September and you get invest 96L, let's say. You kind of have to know what storms have been taking place because is that the seventh storm or is that the 17th storm? Because an invest can well, be sure. an area of interest. It's just strange that they would recycle them. But you're not going to have 10 invests at a time. I think that's probably why there's... there's no, but if, there's, if you have 90, then it goes away or becomes a hurricane or display. Right. Then the next one's goes, 91. Yeah. Uh, so if you have 13 of them, then you're going to have Invest 92 again. I don't know. It, it's But you shouldn't have that many at one time. So I think no, 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 not at one just time. Just 10, 10 different numbers that they can go off of. Or yeah, and, and there's some other numbers on there. I, did, I didn't go into it. I mean, it was uh, Wikipedia and the National Weather Service was very in-depth on this whole thing, and it just it just got nuts. It just got crazy, so I didn't do it. It's crazy the, the Storm Door Word of the Week this week. I've been saying crazy a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> so so that's when you have an invest. And and I can't remember. I, east, if you remember E, that's Northeast Pacific, which Northeast Pacific would be, I guess, around. You'd think there would be an easier abbreviation. or I know. 
Well, you know, in, in the weather business, everything is acronyms. We did our acronym podcast. Right. So Invest 92E, SDW, that stormed our weather. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we've been hitting that quite a bit. Well, let's go on to the next big story. You know, after this uh, tropical system moves out, the oven is going to turn on. Barry just gave us a little break. Yeah. It would have been hot had Barry never developed. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Well, we, we, you know, we've been around the 90 degree mark with yeah. all this, all this humidity, but no, we're talking, it's going to crank it. We're going to, it's going to feel like July. Because I see, I see where we have an excessive heat watch issued for parts of the area. Yeah. And that's scary. That's not an excessive heat warning. No. That just says, need to be watching out. because And coming. it's not a heat advisory. There's a lot of heat advisory slash watches warnings to be aware of, I guess. Yeah, because you've got, I mean, this could, t- excuse me, this could turn into either a heat advisory or an excessive heat warning. Right. And I remember a, th- a few years ago when you look at the forecast grid on, on the National Weather Service and it was all just this purple and we were getting high temp- air temperatures of 100 and heat in- indices like 110 to 115. We're not talking about that. So let me just say that right off the bat. But we are talking about air temperatures in the low to mid-90s. And uh, with the humidity coming in, because a huge high pressure coming in, it's going to kind of lock in all this stuff. I mean, this humidity, and it's just going to get nuts. And then you have the overnight temperatures not cooling as much that's, that's, that's the ticket. The, right. That is the complete ticket. Because, you know, if it just gets hot, well, that's that's no big deal. It's going to be a hot day. But the body needs ch- a chance to recover at night. When you get hot, you need temperatures in the 60s or whatever. And, you know, so you can kind of reset. It, it's weird if you look at the, the physiology on it. Sherry, you should probably know something about that. About what? About how heat, you oh. know, affects your... But your body, I mean, it's cumulative. I mean, when heat, if you can't cool yourself off like oh, yeah. day after day after day, it's cumulative. The body just, I guess it's trying to adapt. Is that, is that what the body's trying to do? Well, it depends on, too, if you've drank enough water. And eventually, yeah, yeah your body's not going to be able to tolerate it. And- yeah, because when you have heat, heat indices of 105, but then at night, the, the, the temperature doesn't get, I mean, it, you have this heat index of 78 you can't get cool enough, and then the next day it just keeps going. And that's going, where they going. tell you all those things of, you know, check on your elderly neighbors and stuff and make sure they've got air or fans or... Yes, air conditioning. Because their bodies, over time, our bodies stop working the way they used to, and they just, they can't. They cannot function yeah. and cool like they... And, and the water, I mean, I, I guess that's probably primarily, you just drink water, drink, because well, your body's wanting sweating. Because you're sweating it all off, so then you're going to dehydrate quickly. Yeah, and, and a lot of people say... Uh, you know, if it's really hot and you're out playing sports and stuff, you should take salt tablets. What's your view on that? You know, just because you sweat out all the salt. I mean, mm-hmm. is that kind of a... Eh? I think that would throw your balance off. I think just making sure you're drinking stuff with you electrolytes electrolyte, in it. Yeah. The like electrolytes, yeah. Electrolytes. Yeah. Instead of, I mean, and, and straight water is fine. Any kind of Straight water is the best thing. Right. But right. Because the Gatorade still is going to have a lot of sugar in it, so... Oh, that's true. Do they have diet Gatorade? I wonder... No, but they do have they have waters with electrolytes in them now. You can get okay. What are the two heat related illnesses? You have heat stroke, mm-hmm. and you have heat something exhaustion. But, uh, you have heat, yeah, heat exhaustion, heat exhaustion and, and, and heat stroke. stroke. Well, those are to the point where your your body can no longer sweat. Right. Like you've oh, got the heat some, stroke. The yeah, heat that's stroke. Is that's an emergency. You see right? someone that's not sweating. Yeah. Yeah, you know, do they turn pale and clammy and stuff? I'm so glad we have a nurse they're on the program. Usually, they're <laughs> usually like bright red and oh, okay. They, their their body can't cool itself off, and, and yeah. their body temperature is way up there. It's, it's going up. So I say, I mean, what the National Weather Service and emergency manage, managers say: if you see somebody in distress from heat stroke, well, heat stroke, call nine one one. Get the get the person into a cooler atmosphere, but heat exhaustion or. You know, get them into the shade. Yeah, well, because you also don't want to cool them down too fast. A lot of people's first instinct is to start throwing ice on them, and Uh, then you're going to throw them into shock. I okay, okay. You've actually got to start slow, and you've got to just start bringing them down slowly. Like water, spray water on them, or something. Just kind of get get that going. Yeah, I did see a a headline on Facebook. It was from a local uh, media company. I won't say who, but the headline read 
heat heat stroke and heat exhaustion are brought on by the heat. Uh-uh. <laughs> that is you amazing. Know, I'm glad that you saw that because I would have never I know, oh, would have thought, thought of it. that. <laughs> really? Really? You know, and you know, and <laughs> have you ever seen the pizza boxes that say "open box before eating pizza" or something like that? <laughs> I'm like, turn! Oh, I already ate the box. It would taste better. <laughs> well, some pizza, yeah. You want to eat the box? Put a little <laughs> salt. True. Put, put a little bit of your weather salt that on last, the. <laughs> that last pizza I had tasted like cardboard and ketchup. So I don't know. No, that's why I think I like to make my own pizza. On there. Where was that? We had bad pizza from somewhere. But there was another news agency on, on the winter side. <laughs> Do you remember that? You may have sent this in to me. I mean, it was a big headline. Frozen pipes, you know, thought to be or uh, from due the cold. To, yeah. Due yeah, to the right. cold. Exactly. Like, really? Okay. Are, are we lowering the there logic for everyone? One year I was, listening to, the, <laughs> I was listening to the football game on because this is how we knew when to go pick up our kid from because they were in the band and so I'd listen to the game on the radio to know when it was over to go pick him up oh yeah and one time I was listening to it and they were I don't remember exactly what they were talking about but they were like something about boy if Branson doesn't start getting the ball or something they're not going to win this game or something (laughs) it was just like you don't say (laughs) it's logic people they don't start scoring points they're not going to (laughs) win is that how that works if you don't put ice in that water it's not going to be cold Oh gosh, I don't know. We should. <laughs> I have a feeling this podcast is going to go but off. But you know, the every <laughs> warning that's on a product is because it, there, it's there for a reason. Somebody did it. it. It's there for a reason, and God forbid somebody tried to eat the pizza box without opening it. First. Yeah, but see, God forbid that you would try to remove that tag from the mattress because right? you don't want to go Going to, to prison. Yep. Okay, let's get back to uh, <laughs> let's get back to the to the weather. Um, Okay, see, we did the excessive heat. Oh, it's time for the El Nino update. And actually, I do have a little update now. Uh, they did update it last Thursday. Um, it's the, was it the second second Thursday of the month, I think. And we are still in an El Nino advisory. But they now say there, a transition from El Nino to Enso Neutral is expected in the next month or two. So they're thinking now that El Nino is going to subside and go to La Nada, which is the neutral phase um, in the Northern Hemisphere through the fall and the winter. So that's that's different because they, remember last week or the last update, they said that they thought it was going to kind of persist, 50% chance of persisting into the winter. Now they're completely, you know, kiboshing that. It's going to go down and be in the neutral phase which would mean an average winter, which means absolutely nothing because we haven't had an average well, winter in 20 years. An average winter? Yeah, what is an average well, an winter? An average winter is three snows. Yeah. And that, and, and we haven't had an average winter in five tw- or six years. Tw- 20 years. Yeah. I mean, you have a bizarre winter. See, that's that's the crazy thing. Yep, crazy is the definite word for, the, for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're just going to watch it. I mean, it really doesn't mean anything. And for those who are new podcast listeners, uh, we usually look at the El Nino in the winter. Uh, El Nino or La Nina. El Nino is warmer than average uh, sea surface temperatures in a, a certain area in the um, southern Pacific off of the coast of South America. And La Nina is cooler than normal temperatures. Now, what that does, it just combines with other factors in the atmosphere um, up in uh, the Pacific decadal uh, oscillation in the North Atlantic oscillation. And they all kind of work together, but that will shift supposedly, allegedly, uh, alter the jet stream in the United States in the wintertime. So if you have El Nino, you've got a big push. You've usually got, uh, uh, what is it, Corey? Is it, is it rains in, in California? That's an El Nino. Yeah. And a La Nina is dry California, but very, very wet and warm Pacific Northwest. So it, it that's kind of how one of the factors that we look at. Um, but if it's right in the middle, then you've got your normal amplitude uh, jet stream, average snow. I mean, we're right in the middle of the country, so that's where it's, it's weird. I mean, I do see the effects. Oh, also... Uh, was it El Nino causes a much stormier spring in the south? And boy, they did this they, year. They got it. 
Alabama, Georgia. I mean, just tornadic outbreaks and stuff. And it's just <clears throat> it's just going back around. So uh, we do look at that. And that's why we're bringing this up. So they may not do it. If it's once a month, we probably won't bring El Nino back for another four weeks or something. You know what I wish? What? I wish that the El, Ni- El Nino people or or media partners of El, El Nino, El Nino people would name <laughs> the El Nino. No. Do you want to meet the El it Nino? It would be no. better to name an El Nino than a winter storm. Ugh. You remember back at El Nino Bob when we had all those tornadoes? Oh, God. No. Now, now we have to remember. Oh, was that an El Nino year? Or was that a La Nina year? We don't know. Oh, that was El Nino Roberto. You know, they need names. They need numbers. Something we can remember each one by. Okay, so so El Nino will do the eighties because the invests oh, are in the nineties. We'll do El whatever, Nino. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's just nuts. <laughs> no, and I will I will kibosh that right now. No. We're not going to name El Nino. Because sometimes El Nino will last for two years. I mean, it can. And or we La can Nino. retire that name. And we, <laughs> Charlie will do that. <laughs> oh, I think it's time to move on to the tropics update. Um, you know, after Barry came on board, there was like like a little bitty depression over there in the uh, southwest, southeastern Atlantic. And they said it was a 0% percent chance of becoming something and in a couple of days it just went away so technically as of tonight there is nothing going on in the atlantic now in the pacific there is a disturbance uh just west of panama way down there and it doesn't look very promising at all the zero percent chance in 48 hours and a 30 percent chance in five days so it's it's they're kind of quiet tropics are quiet right now you want to say something the uh you're looking at something. The, ma- the map of the, the seven o'clock map. Okay, has Barry, and this isn't National Hurricane Center. This is weather under. Yeah, it has Barry just right over Branson, and that. Cool? Oh, it does. <laughs> wow. Well, that might be that might be well, it. That's pretty cool. And it's it's going to keep going. I mean, it it's just going to keep going up towards St. Louis and stuff. I mean, it, it's going to keep decreasing. It's eventually going to rain itself out. Is it going to become a tropical depression again? See, that's a thing. When it goes back out. Will it last that long? That's a thing. Wouldn't it be bizarre if it... Well, this has it as a low, a low, a low, up until Thursday when it has a little hurricane symbol again, and it's it's the same color. um, It's color-coded as a tropical depression over close to Pennsylvania and New York. You're kidding. No. So well, this is the, to watch. this is the system that just won't die. Something to watch. Yeah, it started southern Missouri, goes down. What if that went back out and looped back around and got into Florida again and went back into the Gulf of Mexico? Wouldn't that be something? But would it still be Barry? Probably well, not. It would be Barry. There was until some it, debate about that. Until I mean, it, it crosses panama or whatever to go into the pacific and then it would be something different wow i should should uh, message the national hurricane center <laughs> it's fast there, so right? you're saying you don't know if it would be buried since it's now a low and then would become another tropical depression or would i mean i i don't know i mean i've it, never seen no i have seen that happen with a few okay with with a hurricane ike in uh, the late 90s or early 2000s uh it surprised us all when it came back and they named it ike again so, but it's still in the Atlantic, right? It was still in the Atlantic. This is in the Atlantic. I mean, okay. It's all in the Atlantic. Oh, so this technically could be Barry again. Right. Barry revisited or something. Well, <laughs> it doesn't have it going in tropical storm. It has right. tropical depression, but... This is the strangest storm I've ever seen in it's my life. It's evidently going to pick up some steam between Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, that high pressure's moving in. It's going to yeah. kind of push it. Push it uh, towards it's gonna, Pennsylvania. It's going to pick said? up more steam than it has the entire life cycle. Basically, I mean, it's gonna... well, you know, by Thursday, you know, ne- next week on the podcast, they seriously, we could seriously be talking about Barry again coming off pretty of cool, the, actually. Pennsylvania. It'd be bizarre, and then I ha- then I would have to do research and all sorts of stuff like that, which is fine. I love doing research. <laughs> wow. 
Well, we've talked about the tropics. We've talked about El Nino, and it is time for the weather school. It a it that yeah, it is a brand new one. Uh, I did it today. We you know we've been talking a lot about these poppers last week before Barry came on these these afternoon popper storms, and they will fling out an outflow boundary uh, well, all over the place. We've had a lot of outflow boundaries. A lot of outflow heading boundaries. in every direction. And and people have been asking us what is an outflow boundary, and I thought. That is a perfect weather school. So this week's weather school is all about these OBs, which we talk about, or what we call the outflow boundary. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. A strong thunderstorm has generated an outflow boundary, and it's headed this way. Is it dangerous? What exactly is an outflow boundary anyway? You hear us talk a lot about outflow boundaries, so let's get into exactly what they are. An outflow boundary, also known as a gust front or an OB, is a boundary separating thunderstorm-cooled air, or outflow, from the surrounding air, similar in effect to a cold front, with its passage marked by a wind shift and usually a drop in temperature and a related pressure jump. Outflow boundaries can persist for several hours after the thunderstorms that generated them dissipate, and they can travel hundreds of miles from their area of origin. New thunderstorms sometimes develop along outflow boundaries, especially near the point of intersection with another boundary like a cold front, a dry line, or another outflow boundary. Outflow boundaries can be seen either as fine lines on weather radar imagery or as arcs of low clouds on weather satellite imagery. From the ground, outflow boundaries can be associated with the appearance of roll clouds and shelf clouds. These clouds look quite ominous but are harmless. However, a thunderstorm could be ongoing just behind it. Outflow boundaries create low-level wind shear, and that can be hazardous during aircraft takeoffs and landings. If a thunderstorm runs into an outflow boundary, the low-level wind shear from the boundary can cause thunderstorms to exhibit rotation at the base of the storm, at times causing tornadic activity. Strong versions of these features, known as downbursts, can be generated in environments of vertical wind shear and mid-level dry air. Outflow boundary generation is sometimes referred to as the last hurrah of a thunderstorm. In order for thunderstorms to maintain strength, a persistent updraft must be present. Once the updraft wanes, then colder and denser air trapped in the upper part of the thunderstorm will fall to the ground. Once the colder air reaches the ground, then it has nowhere to go except outward and it pushes away from the dying thunderstorm. The edge of the outflow boundary can often be detected by radar. In extreme cases, this crashing of the colder air to the surface can be intense and is known as a microburst. By definition, a microburst is a small-scale downdraft produced by a thunderstorm. A microburst can be particularly dangerous to aircraft, especially during landing due to the wind shear caused by its gust front, and flight crew training goes to great lengths on how to properly recover from a microburst or wind shear event. Microbursts have a diameter of influence less than two and a half miles, while macrobursts occur over a diameter greater than two and a half miles. 
Wet microbursts occur in atmospheres where the low levels are saturated, while dry microbursts occur in drier atmospheres from high-based thunderstorms. At ground level, shelf clouds and roll clouds can be seen at the leading edge of outflow boundaries. Through satellite imagery, an arc cloud is visible as an arc of low clouds spreading out from a thunderstorm. If the skies are cloudy behind the arc, or if the arc is moving quickly, high wind gusts are likely behind the gust front. Sometimes a gust front can be seen on weather radar, showing as a thin arc or line of weak radar echoes pushing out from a collapsing storm. The thin line of weak radar echoes is known as a fine line. Occasionally, winds caused by the gust front are so high in velocity that they also show up on radar. This cool outdraft can then energize other storms, which it hits by assisting in updrafts. Gust fronts colliding from two storms can even create new storms. Overall, outflow boundaries are quite interesting to look at on radar. In the summertime, it's refreshing when one of these outflow boundaries moves through your area. It will temporarily create cooler temperatures and provide a nice breeze. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And now we certainly hope you know a lot more about outflow boundaries than you did before you listened to that. They are very interesting. And, you know, an outflow boundary, an intense one, is a microburst. How about that? Interesting. You have to listen to the weather school. It talks all about that. It was really neat. <laughs> oh, are we supposed to be listening to that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pre-record, so you know when when you actually listen to the podcast, then you're going to to hear that. <laughs> okay, let's get on to the next segment, which I'm is say, I don't know any more about outflow boundaries than I did when we started. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll listen to it. You'll know. Okay, let's get to this week in weather history. So, Corey, what you got this week in weather history? The month was July. Okay. The year was 1979. And I was born. The world yeah. became a better place. Ain't oh. you're old. <laughs> anyway. Don't do the math. Hurricane Bob. July 9th, 1979. Mm-hmm. Was the... Was, Hurricane Bob was born in the Gulf of Mexico. Becoming the first Atlantic hurricane to be given... A male name. 19, oh, really? 1979. You know, I wondered, we talked about before when mm-hmm. they actually did that, because they were all female names before. Well, then and, all females got mad saying, hey, now. Yeah, and the, and and the guys the were like saying, hey. Women. <laughs> Bob well, was, was the reason. first one. Yeah. But yeah, Bob was the first one. So there you go. Would they just run out of uh, female names, I guess? They probably did. Well, they've been doing that for. No, I really think it was the you know the feminist activists like, hey, no. Well, seventy nine. You never know. Yeah, you never know. That was the huge. Yeah. No. So, <clears throat> also. Oh yeah, you got another one. If you were to live in the UK, okay, which we don't. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Thanks Today is Saint Swithin's Day. Swithin. I can't. I I I I. I've always wanted to speak in a. English accent, but I just can't because I'm from Oklahoma. <laughs> but uh, Please, thank, see, you. thank Logan, you for not trying. Logan is, is a great English I can accent. see that. Yeah. I can see that about him. According to folklore, if it rains today, which it did, mm-hmm. it will rain for the next 40 days. Okay, what is this in the Bible now, times? Now, some in you know, mm. parts of England and the UK, it rains a lot. So I was going to say England. Floating by, we should be concerned. <laughs> well, but England, though, so I get that. Yeah, yeah. it rains like all, all the it's time. It's kind of like Seattle. It rains all the time. Uh-huh. You know, uh, it also rains all the time. Every time I go to Disney World, it rained every day. <laughs> of course. But, uh, yeah. Then there's a little saying, in, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll read it right here. Okay. I, in my Oklahoma accent. Okay. <laughs> St. Swithin's Day. It could be Swithin's Day. Could be. It doesn't have a pronunciation. If thou yeah. dost 
Dosed rain for 40 days, it will remain St. Swithin's Day. If, it, if thou be fair for 40 days, it will rain Namer, which I don't know what Namer means. No more. Okay, there you oh, go. Uh, no more. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't say no, no more. Well, no, but that's how they say Namer. it. Do, Namer. Do, do me a favor. Screenshot that. Okay, and uh, and, and text it to me because I'm going to text it to Logan, and he will voice text it to me because yeah. I want to hear. Be cool. Yeah, because I could totally see him doing that. Yeah, because he's been in uh, a theater. He likes theater, so he's been in plays where he's had now, to Garen do. Now Garen could do it for you. Garen has. Garen awesome, could do it too. He does a good British accent. We'll have the British contest. We're Hicks over here, so sorry. Hey, you know, if I, I born, tried real hard, I born Springfield, I, you but, know, that's you my know, thing or um, whatever. <laughs> Interesting. English accents are the easier accents. I like Australian. Yes. And they're Australian. Easy too. Yeah, yeah, but there's like little nuanced differences between English Matthew and Matthew McConaughey was always my favorite actor because of his accent. He wasn't. He's I from Texas. Honey. He's from to... Texas. And he's from Texas. I know, but he had a but really he has, good... has a weird accent. It's weird. Yeah. Isn't Liam Neeson from Australia? Like the Neeson brothers say or he something? Is. Um, or, or is that who I'm thinking of? Liam Neeson. And, uh, and, uh, what's the who, uh, who's the tall, good-looking brothers? And Nicole Kidman. Well, yeah, oh, Nicole. Yeah, is. that's right. She is. Okay, I and think the we, Greatest Showman. I think we have completely, from completely went off the rails. So I think let's get to our what next. What are we talking about? Yeah, let's get to our next segment. <laughs> it's the weather word of the week. And this week's Storm Dar Weather Weather Word of the Week, we're tossing to Shara. And go for what is our Weather Word of the Week? All right. Let me butcher this one. Okay. Fujiwara effect. You know what? That's right. Hang on. Hang on. You get, you get the applause. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Fujiwara effect. The Fujiwara so- effect, or binary interaction, is a phenomenon that occurs when two nearby cyclonic vortices orbit each other and close the distance between the circulations of their corresponding low-pressure areas. Sorry. That just doesn't sound like you at all. The I'm sorry, what? I've, I've never actually read this either. This no, first she's, time reading she, this, so. she's actually done really well. I this had to is read like it three in times. school, you know, when it's your turn to read. Yeah, I didn't like, practice uh, this. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't practiced it, so. Okay. The effect is named after... I have no idea. Soup. Sakuhei Fujiwara, the Japanese meteorologist who initially described the effect. The binary interaction of smaller circulations can cause the development of a larger cyclone or cause two cyclones to merge into one. This is one of those paragraphs where I have no idea what I just said. Well, (laughs) Put that in layman's terms, please. Well, in in layman's terms, if you have a... like like a a hurricane, okay, in the Atlantic, but there's one right behind it, And it comes really close to it. They could merge. Yeah. Well, what happens is, you know, they they are doing this. You know, their 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 winds or whatever. When they get close enough, the people can't see you moving your feet. No, I'm doing this (laughs) for Shara. Can you show me again? I'm doing this for Shara. Did everybody get that? Well, okay, he, 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 okay. I'll explain it so the podcast listeners. He's and twirling Jared. his fingers next to yeah. each other. Yeah, two storm. You have two different storms in the Atlantic, and they, they each have counterclockwise wind direction. But they get close to each other, then those two storms will start going counterclockwise around each other because their energy is like a gravitational pull. Like the moon goes around the Earth, the Earth goes around the sun, but if you had two moons going around the Earth, then they would kind of close in. So the possibility is this Fujiwara effect, if those storms get close together, they will start being cyclonic around each other and eventually make like a megastorm. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you get like tornadoes that have multiple vortices. And- All the cool kind meteorological of, kind of, yeah. terms are named after Japanese meteorologists. Fu- yeah, Fujita, Fujiwara. But they don't get a lot of tornadoes in Japan. They get well, a lot do of those, they though? They I have a lot of smart they? people in Japan. They get they a lot do. of tropical. Yeah, they get it. Well, not tropical, but they well, get a smart lot of people that do a lot of research. Of cyclones, yeah. right? Not not hurricanes. What typhoons. Yeah, typhoons. Yeah, typhoons going around. Yeah. Americans get alcohol named after them, like Tito. <laughs> That's, like that's Mexican. That's Mexican, honey. <laughs> Is that Mexican? I don't know. <laughs> See, we can't even get alcohol named after us. Well, we'll just stick to hurricane Smirnoff. and Wait, tornado. Oh. That's Russian. And yeah, we'll just stick to hurricane, tornado, thunderstorm, everything, everything that responds to America here. El Nino. No. Well, see, that's Spanish. We can't do El Nino. I mean, everything is like, like nothing. Blizzard. Is 
Blizzard. Yeah, blizzard could be an American word. Could be. I don't know. Well, I have to Google that because yeah, it could be not. from something Greek. Rain. I bet it's Blizzard. something Siberian <laughs> or something. <laughs> Siberian. Oh, my gosh. Well, we've covered quite a bit today. We talked about Barry, and Barry's going to keep going and going, and then the big bubble of high pressure is coming in and just make our temperatures go insane. Uh, Corey, you got anything else you want to add? I'm ready for the next widespread uh, system that's going to bring us some rain, which I don't see in the foreseeable future. I don't either. Now, I will say I did check the GFS this afternoon, uh, and it, just the GFS, has a cold front coming through Sunday night, and that's should What's drop the temperatures. Like, can drop it to eighty-five. Well, but if you're in the mid nineties, you know, you drop it ten degrees. A lot that's of times, cold, cold fronts come through, and we advertise it on the Facebook site on Stormdark Weather, and people think it's actually going to be cold and or it's really going to right. drop, but it's not as noticeable but it's still classified as a cold front yeah and sometimes there's a cold front that really doesn't have a temperature difference but it has a right. dramatically lower humidity level and that's what makes a difference this time of year yeah you? oh it, we needed that and 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 that's gonna have yeah but but i gotta tell you the gfs said that but i checked the the canadian i checked the icon i checked the ec i checked all the other ones and they are not saying this is gonna break so the GFS is kind of out there on its own. Which is called the outlier. The outlier. Ooh. Is that something that lies outside? No, it's just the outlier. Okay, it's just okay. different than the rest. Our son is texting us. He's arguing with me about the weather. Well, just well, we're about to wrap this up. So just, just tell him. We're stormed our weather. Yeah, we're stormed our He wants to build a fort outside with his buddies and sleep outside tonight. I'm like, no, it's going to rain. No, we're going to get showers tonight. That's not what the radar says, Mom. (laughs) But showers, I mean, these are spotty showers with this system. And and they're going to, like I said, we're not going to get a lot out of it, a half inch maybe out of it. And it's, it's, like you said, Corey, I don't see it. I don't see it either. I mean, we had maybe a, a tenth of an inch today because those showers, when they we came through, they trace. dumped. They really did dump, but they, they dumped, didn't last but not long. a long time. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to check radar and do another update or whatever. So, Shara, thanks for being on the podcast thanks again. For having it was me. fun. So, you got anything else to add? She Corey? just kind of showed up. I didn't know she was going to be here. Well, you kind of brought me. I didn't show up. Yeah. Well, she showed up. You noticed me in the car next to you. Wait, but you drove, right, Corey? I drove. Oh well. You scared really didn't... me. I didn't know she was right next to me. <laughs> Halfway over here, it's like, where'd you come you from? You didn't have a choice, did you, Cheryl? <laughs> I was told I was coming, so I misunderstood. Okay. Apparently, he meant my son was coming. I thought I was uh, I think Corey's full of beans. I don't know. We'll a see. A lot. Okay, I think we better wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.